morning. God bless you. It's podcast day Tuesday morning here in Palm Coast. We're close to fall. Uh, things are changing. We're uh, in a new season in a couple weeks here. I might ought to get Pastor Kim up here to talk about seasons because this could be the season where Jesus returns. Uh, I'm not, I didn't say he's going to, but this could be the season. We're in the months now, in the next few days, where the Bible alludes to uh, that Jesus could return. Uh, I don't know, I'd get ready if I were you, and I'd quit being a lazy Christian, I'd quit being a boring Christian, and I'd become a radicalized, Holy Ghost, fire-filled, show my emotions to my God no matter what the world says, I'd get a dance, I'd get a shout, I'd get a spin, I'd get a run, I'd ask God to anoint my feet, but I would not sit and do nothing. That's for sure. That's the hour in which we live. Amen. Well, God bless you. Let me pray over you. Lord, I break the assignment of darkness over every person listening today. I thank you that sickness and disease is no match for our God. I thank you that we have access to God, full God ability by faith. I'll say it again. We have been given access to the kingdom, the fullness of the kingdom, the fullness of God, the fullness of God authority, God ability by faith. I thank you today, Lord, that we change things in our life in Jesus' mighty name. Satan, loose your hold off of God's people in Jesus' mighty name. I pray today, Lord, you give us ears to hear, eyes to see. May we come up to new levels in supernaturally. May today, those who hear this, come up to new levels in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, amen. Amen. God bless you. You'll never come up to a new level until you get sick of the present level you're living in. Uh, You'll never come up to a new level until you get sick and tired of the present level you're living in. It, it doesn't mean the present level you're living in is bad, just every level has an expiration date. Uh, some people stay in a level too long, uh, or a season too long, and when you stay in that season too long, you get aggravated and you start acting miserable. Uh, just like if summer went for another month, some of you would become miserable. Uh, some of you already are miserable. Uh, if winter went too long, some of you would become miserable. But every season, God knows how to adjust and change every season right on time. Uh, you got to learn how to change seasons. Amen. Spiritual seasons. Well, take your Bibles out. Glory to God. I'm going to, those who are listening in the back, I'm going to to title this uh, COVID 2.0. Is the end of the world coming soon? And are you ready? COVID 2.0. Is the end of the world coming soon? And are you ready? Uh, that that's a lot there, but but I I'm concerned that the body of Christ is not ready uh, for the prophecy that has to be fulfilled by God in these last days. I'm I'm con- truly concerned. Uh, some of us are are living a delusional Christian life. Uh, some of us are Christians. We're doing the Christian duties, but it's almost like we've been stung uh, by a numbstick. And we're just like numb in our Christian life, and we don't have any foresight. We're lacking to see. God's already given us the ability to see, but we're refusing to peer beyond our simple little lives that are doing pretty good right now in society. 
Well, I have some scripture for you today, and I'm not trying to breed fear because Jesus himself and Matthew, when I get to it, he said, don't be afraid, but these things must happen. So there's some things that have got to happen, and I have a, a, a just a little check in my spirit that the elections are going to be a, a spark for these little things uh, to begin to happen. Uh, I don't know prematurely or right on time, uh, but I, I think that you can, without the Holy Spirit, uh, even make a, 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 I don't know, a conscious or a accurate uh, prediction to say something is going to take place in these next few months. I believe even now before 2024 that we're going to see something evil uh, be, being stirred, being brewed, uh, uh, you know, to uh, avert uh, truth, to cause a distraction, a diversion uh, from the truth. And, and so many Christians just aren't ready for it. Let's go into Second Timothy and let's go into the third chapter, starting in verse 1. And I'm going to read for, uh, quite a few verses. And Pastor Kim, if you get excited at any time, you can run up here and help me because I'm getting into your wheelhouse here. Amen. Uh, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Hard times, very simple. Uh, we're not living in hard times right now. We're living in bountiful days. Um, you know, you're probably living the best life you've ever lived. You're probably financially the best place you've ever been. Now, you can attribute that to God's faithfulness and the covenant you have with God and the power of the church that God's placed in the church to be a safe place for you. That has a lot to do with it. I didn't say me. I said God, God, God. The things of God, the elements of God, the promises of God, uh, you know, the, the covenant of God. But you're probably living in some of the greatest days of your life. Now, that doesn't have to change when perilous times begin to show up if you're prepared. But it's when you're not prepared or when you're caught off guard uh, do bad things happen. Once again, we live in a hurricane state. Uh, I put a blockade up in faith. May no hurricane enter our shores in Jesus' mighty name, but we're in a tropical region. Uh, when a hurricane, or you, you hear the experts say there's a hurricane coming, all of a sudden the experts are now uh, gospel, true, tried preachers, and you obey them to the T. They say go get water, you run and go get water. Uh, if, a, if a weather person or a news person today would say go get toilet paper, you would go get toilet paper. If they told you to go get Tylenol, you'd go get Tylenol. Uh, why? Because you trust them in the natural realm. Well, when a preacher or a pastor that's, uh, that's proven, that, that's been, you know, weathered, uh, weathered the storm, has scars, marks, has won battles, has overcome, tells you that we have entered into the very last of the last days, you ought to make preparations and prepare yourself, your household for these last days. And you shouldn't shrug it off and say, we, we can't even see. Look outside, it's beautiful. Well, Noah couldn't see rain. Uh, he didn't have a, any water when God told him to build him an ark, and it took him 100 years to build the ark. And he didn't say one day, well, God, it doesn't make any sense because everything's just wonderful, and we got no problems at all. This stuff you call rain, we don't see any of it. It's been 30 years, God. You sure you didn't miss it? No, uh, he obeyed the word of the Lord and diligently pressed on toward that season, toward that mark that he was aiming for. And the day come, the Bible said, not only did it rain from above, but it rained from underneath. 
The earth was irrigated. Would that be the right term? Uh, for out, out of the very soil, out of the very dirt, uh, water came from every angle, and immediately the entire earth was completely overwhelmed, and it was water only, no land at all. Uh, obedience uh, prepared him and his family. And because they heeded the warning, because Noah heeded the warning of God, uh, his family escaped. Now, uh, no one else did. Why? Because no one else could fathom uh, the weight of the words that God was speaking. No one else w would, would, would position themselves to receive what God was saying. Well, here he's saying, perilous times shall come. This perilous time is going to magnify every single day till we get closer. The earth is going to grow darker. People in charge, people without God are going to come, become more evil, more demon-possessed. They're going to get more evil ideas. They're going to do the craziest, demonic, ugliest things you could imagine. And that is going to intensify until we are raptured, harpazoed out of here, taken away uh, very quickly uh, out of society. That is going to increase. So now, what is this COVID 2.0? Well, I think this, they had such uh, good success with COVID 1.0, uh, and, and uh, it was a trial, I think, and I think it had flying colors, it passed with flying colors, and, and now they're talking about another variant. Uh, now they're talking about, uh, once again, masks and travel. Now they're talking about shutting down America once again. Now they're talking about shutting down the earth once again uh, before even 2024. I don't care about those things. Those things don't excite me. Uh, they don't fear. I, I don't have fear. Uh, I, I don't get anxiety because of them. My fear is, is the body of Christ ready? Uh, is the body of Christ, have you positioned yourself uh, to give your life up for Jesus Christ? Have you come to the place where no matter what happens in the world, no matter what takes place tomorrow, I will not leave my God. I will not bow to Satan. I will not run and hide. I will not cower, but I will stand and profess Jesus Christ as Lord to my dying breath. That's what I'm concerned about. Uh, not only that, but then Timothy goes on uh, are you still with me this morning? Then he gives a list of things that will begin to magnify or intensify. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Now, we can look at that several different ways. But the number one way uh, is man will, a person will care about themselves more than anybody else. We can look at it this way. Uh, men will love each other incorrectly. Uh, and we could continue and expound that. But let's, let's just keep going on. Uh, they'll be covetous, boastful, proud, blasphemy, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Uh, kids over here say, not us. All of you say, not us. We're going to be obedient to our parents. Why? Because the Bible tells us to. It may not be easy all the time, but you've got to please God. You've got to keep yourself uh, away from the, the demons, the, the ungodly spirits of this world. And one of the ways to do it are to be obedient to your parents and not make comments to your parents that are ungodly. Amen. Uh, so those of you who are uh, maybe listening and don't know, we have our first year uh, students in here. This is the first year of our school. Uh, uh, we have all different grades, ages in here, but they're in here in chapel today. Amen. Uh, that first, that second chapter deals with pride. That, that's what got Satan in trouble in the first place. So we see where a, a people are going to uh, digress 
uh, back to a, a, a pre-God, uh, pre-Jesus, uh, demonic mindset in, in verse 2. And that's pointing toward the end. Now, it never says anywhere that we're going to go toward the end and then we're going to spike up and everything's going to be good and then we're going to be taken away. Now, we're going to be taken away at the darkest hour of history uh, in, in society or in humanity's ever known. Uh, so uh, all these false preachers that are telling you your greatest days are ahead of you, you can have great days ahead of you. It doesn't have to be doom and gloom. But if you're not ready for this, if you've not prepared yourself spiritually, the covenant of God probably will be taken away from you. Uh, it'll be easy for a lot of lazy Christians to set down the covenant of God and go the way of the world because that's just easy to go with the flow of society. Uh, it goes on and says, without natural affections, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those who are good. You can circle that. We see that even right now. If you stand for what is good, uh, God is uh, uh, two-thirds of that uh, word there, or, or three of the four letters make out God. Uh, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but not denying the power thereof, such turn and run away from. I'll read that one again, five. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away, run from. Uh, for uh, of these soft are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away in diverse lusts, uh, even learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth? Uh, now as Janies and Jambres uh, withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs was also. So it says, their time, the spirit of Janes and Jambres, which is one of the greatest spirits in Palm Coast. Uh, th this spirit, look, look, let's look at what it says. The spirit of Janes and Jambres says they withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men, people of corrupt minds, a reprobate faith. I've never met more people that fit that, that scripture than I have in Palm Coast. It's like we, we know the truth. We've been a part of that. We've done that. We've had the t-shirt. Well, we're not doing it again. Uh, it's almost like we want church light. Uh, we, we, we want church reduced. Uh, we want you to reduce it down, boil it down, and give us something that more that's more plat, you know, uh, easy for us to chew on. It's almost like Satan's robbed our teeth. We got to have something to gum on. We can't eat anymore. Now that's the kind of the mindset people come in. Uh, we have I don't know thousands of people a year that visit this church, and most of them uh, say we're Christians. They say we've been apart. We know everything. We know all that, but there's no sticking power. Why? You have the spirit of Jamie's, Janus and Jambres uh, in you. It's a demonic spirit. It's a rebel spirit that won't allow you. You're not a demon. Uh, you're not the spirit. That there's a spirit in you that probably has come from hurt, uh, probably come from offense, or you for, uh, uh, refusing to forgive. Therefore, that spirit is dominating you, stopping you from the goodness of God, stopping you from victory or freedom. 
Uh, that's the same thing they were dealing with. But he says, uh, the world will know that spirit in not many days. Uh, all will see it will become very apparent uh, to, to regular people who you are. I could even name names. I could probably go through a list uh, right now. Not probably, I could, of Janies and Jambres that have come to this church, tried to start trouble in this church, but are no longer in this church because there's a good shepherd in here that has a sword, that has a slingshot, that has a gun, that has a fist, that has the word, that has the shield, that has knowledge, that has wisdom, that's not afraid uh, to, to have you know any kind of confrontation. I like confrontation. So if you want to come here and start trouble, come on, I'll confront you, uh, I'll win, I'll put you out, and the gates of hell will not prevail against this church because there's a God man, a God sergeant over this church that God set here. Amen. Uh, no demons coming to run or influence this church, uh, unaware, uh, and I'm not giving you permission. Amen. Uh, Ten, but thou hast fully known, now he's talking to Timothy, warning Timothy, if he was warning Timothy 2,000 years ago, how much louder, all right, let's do it like this. If, if he's warning Timothy, this would be the, 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 uh, the, how he, his expression would be, Tif, T Timothy. If his expression would be in urgency, Timothy, the day's coming. You better get ready. This is what's going to happen. Now, if we fast forward 2,000 years, uh, the voice should be, wake up, get ready. It's here. What was talked about is now here. You need to be ready. You're behind the eight ball. Catch up. Prepare yourself. Get ready. The storm is at the beach two miles away. It's coming on shore even right now. Hurry up. Pull your boots up. Put your pants on. Put your clothes on. Get arrayed. Put your armor on. It's here now. That's how Paul would be talking today, and I believe he was talking that way 2,000 years ago. But I'm just trying to give you an, an example of where we are and how prophecy is, is sped up. Uh, prophecy is always increased, uh, coming to the mark. Uh, if you look like a prophecy as a bullet, not, not like a natural bullet, but we can look at it like this. It, it starts off slow, and it builds in energy as it gets closer to its mark. We're very close to the mark. So that bullet is zipping along, Randy, like never before. It's parting molecules right now. It's almost like the space shuttle when it comes back into this atmosphere. It's parting molecules. It's got so much headway and so much speed and so much energy to produce that prophetic utterance of God in the right season which we are in that it's whistling along ready to hit its target. And the church sits day in and day out. The church has excuses for everything. Uh, the church, you don't put excuse before me. You put excuse before God. Don't come to me and say, sorry, pastor, I can't be there. This has come up. That's come up. I'm not your God. Turn your head towards heaven and tell God your, the list of things that you place before him. Tell God the list of impossibilities that he can't work out, that you hide behind, and you don't give yourself fully to God because these things are more important to you. Let's just call it what it is. Wake up. 
We are in that hour where you have got to rise up, wake up, and come to the mindset, the understanding that Jesus truly is coming back, and he's coming back for a bride that's ready. He's coming back for a bride that's alert. He's coming back for a bride that's obedient. He's not coming back for stragglers that are kind of just dancing around the edge, doing what makes them feel good, or living their best life with a little sprinkle of God on it. Glory to God is somebody here today. Amen. So he tells Timothy, he says, uh, uh, Timothy, uh, but thou hast fully known my doctrine. Well, what's the doctrine of Paul? It, it's the true doctrine of Jesus Christ. So he says, thou hast fully known my doctrine, the manner of my life, the purpose of my life, the faith of my life. You've seen my, me long suffer, suffering for a long time, we can say. You've seen my love in action. You've seen my patience. I've been persecuted. I've been afflicted. Uh, and you came, uh, which came unto me uh, in, in Antioch, Iconium, Lystra, persecution I endured over and over again, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me from them. Or he's saying, I've been through it all, and you've seen me not change. I've been through everything, and, and, and I haven't changed the course. Now, I'm not putting myself in the class of Jesus, but I'll put myself in the class of Paul. Kim and I, for almost 20, over 25 years now, we have gone through some uh, really, really, really weighty things, and we have not changed the message of Jesus Christ. We have not come off the Word of God. We've not come off of what God put on our heart. We're not even popular. We've been ostracized. I've lost friends after friends after friends because they wanted to go the way of popularity, and we stayed the way of truth, and we're not changing for any demon or for any person. And that's what Paul was saying. Now, so many people, I don't have a, a time to get into this, but so many people now are in this weird, like, it's almost like they like, I wrote some, some really powerful notes, and it's almost like they like the flavors, the, the, the earthly flavors of today uh, more than the truth. And I'll tell you one, and maybe we'll get into this uh, next week. But there's a lot of spiritual type people. I don't mean spiritual, and I don't mean spiritual. I mean like up in the cloud spiritual people. It's a new movement, and it came in with a ministry out in the West. You figure out which one that is, and it's a it's an un, God's name's not on that thing. Anytime you replace the Word of God, true God doctrine of the from the anchor of any ministry, you now are in error. The, the moment this isn't the foundation of any ministry, the moment your Bible, I, I don't care how Pentecostal you are, I don't care how worshipy you are, I don't care what movement you're from, the, the moment you take the Word of God and it's no longer the foundation of your ministry, uh, you are being led by demons. I don't care if you have a tent ministry and you're seeing miracles. Uh, Satan performs miracles too. If you think miracles happen without the Word of God or if you think God's given you a ministry without the word, you are completely and totally in error. The Bible says even Satan himself parades around as an angel of light. He's not an angel of light. He's a ground-sucking serpent. He has to, with his tongue, he's been reduced to the earth. His light is gone. Uh, there's no light in him at all. He is ugly. He's horrible looking. Uh, there's no beauty in him at all. But he himself somehow still parades around as an angel of light to deceive. 
And so many Christians who won't tie tether to the Word of God because we've been taught it's old-fashioned, it's stale. We've been taught uh, because maybe religion has conveyed to us it's not fun. Maybe religion. I'm going to tell you right now, if you get under the true Word of God, there's so much joy, there's so much energy, there's so much ability, there's miracles, there's signs, there's wonders, there, there's confrontation, there's fight, there's everything you want in this. If someone conveys to you a message beside that, they've been religiousized. Uh, that means they're under man's authority or man's control. The Word of God is under God control. It's under God authority. No man can stop it. Can someone say amen to this? But if you get, if you get more excited uh, with, with spirits, I've noted, noticed this. There are some people who are very privy to the spirit realm. They need a pastor more than anybody else because God may have given you that gift, but you become like a hot air balloon. And, and, and without someone holding or without someone uh, you know, you know, watching over, uh, you'll get up into the realm of spirits and, and you'll, you won't know how to decipher the spirits. You, you won't know how to judge the spirits. So to you, most people like this. Uh, to you, uh, you think everything's in dreams and visions and shaking and oddities. Like, like uh, I see now there's this guy, I don't want to make fun of people, but every time he talks, he has to shake. I'm like, you got Tourette's? You, I mean, you got a, you got a condition? Uh, what's the other, the, the horrible one that people have when they shake? Parkinson's? You got Parkinson's? Because I'm telling you right now, if you count how many times I've preached in 25 years, I've preached thousands of thousands of thousands of times, and I've never had the Holy Spirit duplicate any service the same way. So if I had to get up every service and start clicking and say, God's here. No, it's not God. God's not a copycat. God, God can do something different every single day. Not different from His Word. But, but God can reveal his word in, in a different light every day for the, from now to the end of time and still not give you all that he has. But he's not reduced to, to one single motion or quirk or uh, mannerism of a man that, that now is conveying to people, uh, reducing God to a, a, a simple human motion. Come on, are you kidding me? But these people, like, if you have a dream, and that dream is not tied to the Word of God, I would cast it out. If you have a God sort of dream, but it's not biblical. Now, that doesn't mean you're, you're, the fullness of your dream doesn't have to be in the Scriptures. But if the dream you have is taking God out of who the Scripture depict Him to be, it's not a God dream. Like if your dream, uh, God's doing strange things or having you do strange things, and, and we've never have any, there, there's not a tether to the word, uh, there, there's, there's, come on, there's somebody here, uh, there, there's nothing in the word that depicts God to be this way, only in your dream and only to you, it's a familiar spirit, it's not God. It's very simple as that. And now we got Christians running around with familiar spirits, and they, they use a scripture out of Acts that says our sons and daughters are going to prophesy and, and they're going to see dreams and old people are going to have visions. Uh, no, uh, dreams simply 
will confirm the Word of God. They'll go in the direction of the Word of God. Like if I have a dream, and, and, and the dream is God showed me Satan uh, getting saved. Do you know how many Christians would love that dream? And how many Christians would dance like hippies and, and lose their ever-loving mind to think, my God, Satan got saved. God showed me. There, there's, there's no foundation to that. There, there, <laughs> I'm saying that, and some of you listening to this will be like, oh, maybe, who knows? You know, it's not beyond, it is beyond God. Because God's already established his truth. God's already set the boundaries within his word. Your dreams can't take you beyond the boundaries that God has set in his word. Ideas can't take you out of the boundaries that God has set in his word. I don't care how much, how weird someone becomes. I don't care their phraseology. If it, it, it's so exciting to you because you've never heard something. I don't care how charismatic they are. A demon can make someone charismatic. It's very simple, people. Come back to the truth. God's word, the foundation of God's word. There's enough revolutionary power influence. Uh, there's enough excitement in God's word to last you a million lifetimes. You don't need anything strange to excite the word of God. You just need to find a church that's on fire for God, and you'll have all the excitement you need. Come on, say amen to that. Glory to God. Amen. I, I, I could go on. Uh, maybe we just part this till next week uh, but please understand this if, if it's not God it's simply demonic if you can't tie it or, or chase it back to the word of God it's simply demonic uh, if you're moved by emotion uh, that's not sound doctrine that's spiritual that's demonic I could also tie if you look at familiar spirit can I go for about two more minutes can you handle me if you look at a familiar spirit, which most people are dealing with, which comes in by way of deception, a familiar spirit rides in on, on the, the winds of deception. Uh, that word in the Latin, the word familiar spirit in the Latin, uh, it, it simply um, means a, a, um, a family, a known or a, an accepted person. That's all that means. Uh, we can also get, go a little further uh, uh, with that, I don't know how deep I want to take you because I don't want to get you to a place and then leave you there. Uh, but you can write the word familiaris is the Latin familiaris, which actually means a household servant. Um, uh, uh, we can even go a little deeper and say a demon that serves. Uh, a demon that serves prompts uh, an individual. So how many people do we know that that now are weird? Now just with this with this term, and that a a demon is causing them to perform at that level, and they're blaming it on God and giving Christianity a bad name. Are you still here? Another spirit that works with the familiar spirit, actually. The mother's spirit to the familiar spirit is the spirit of, of python or di divination. That's the mother's spirit of a familiar spirit. But when something becomes familiar to you, that just means you judge it as authentic. If something becomes familiar, like if something, uh, let's say something odd. Um, uh, like how many know that people that do un ungodly odd things, but to them it's normal? Well, why? They've done it so long it's become familiar to them. 
So you know it's wrong, but they don't. They've judged this thing to be just like a family member. It's just this just who I am. It's a part of who I am. It's strange. Yeah, it might be, but that's just who I am. So so they don't take time to, to separate or, or dissect uh, maybe you're not strange. Maybe it's this demon, uh, this this household. Come on, is somebody here? The, this household servant uh, that that you've allowed access to your life that's causing you to be who you really are or not. Just maybe. But then you have the spirit of Python who who predicts, uh, imitates, predicts events imitates the things of God, who is an imitator of the things of God. If something's imitating God, it's very close to God, but it's not God. Are you still here? Like if something's imitating God, uh, the person that has given that spirit access doesn't know the difference because that spirit will, will dangle a few God notes in front of that person's eyes to think it's okay. And then after they go to bed with this spirit, they're completely and totally immersed in and with this spirit. And they now are deceived to the point where they're right and everybody else is wrong. Not only that, but these kind of people, uh, they think that they have like been given access uh, to this little private side of God that, that all, you, all us other dogs don't have access to. Like, like they're the special one that God just chose, and, and, and no one else can understand. This is what goes on in their mind. No one else can understand it. I, I know you don't under, you know, that's what they'll say, and they, they won't even try to convey it. And when they're around us, it's almost like i got to be reserved because these poor little souls, they can't go to that level that I, I have access to. God's only given, God only speaks to me that way. God doesn't speak to them that way. No, let me help you, friend. A demon is speaking to you that way. You're, you're being excited by a demon spirit. Uh, men and women on TV, men and women on social media, just because they say God and do some quirky little weird thing doesn't mean that's God in them. That doesn't mean that's a God operation. That doesn't mean that's a manifestation of the spirit. Uh, how about maybe you're just deceived or been blinded by the truth? Once again, well, this is my concern is we're coming to a place uh, of extreme danger, perilous times, hard times. And this is the kind of the foolishness that the body's contending with now. Instead of collecting you know, water, so to speak, and canned goods, so to speak, I'm not talking about doing that naturally, but I'm saying spiritually prepare. Uh, we're, we're contending with uh, spirits and things that are so outlandish and we're you know, being enchanted by. And, and come on, are you still here? Can you say amen? I mean, what's wrong with the Word of God? What happened, what happened, how, how can the word of God capture you so radically and boldly in the beginning? And it had power then, it had excitement then, it had ability then, but how now, two, three, four, five, six, ten, twenty, thirty years, has it become stale and old and lost its power? And the answer, it hasn't. You've become stale and old and you've lost your ability to recognize the power or you don't put yourself in the middle of the power. But the word of God has not changed. Oh, amen. I like the scripture. We're done. I like the scripture in Luke where um, uh, two men are traveling and they're arguing and Jesus comes to them 
and, and he's with them for seven miles. I might preach this, seven-mile miracle. Uh, and Jesus is, is with them for seven miles. And, and as they go, go, to, uh, go, have breakfast or go to have dinner, they say to the stranger, Jesus, it's getting dark. Why don't you come have supper with us? And he said, okay. He comes in. He breaks bread. They recognize that who they've been talking about is him after seven miles of walking on a journey. They said, this is him. He disappears, and they say, uh, didn't, didn't his words burn within us when he talked? Wow. Don't, don't the, the, the words of God, uh, you could just read this Bible. You could take a neutral person and have him read the Bible, and to a Christian, the words of God should burn, should be like an ember being flame, fanned on the inside of you. Uh, they should have so energy, so much energy, so much power, might, ability. They should stir. Uh, they should churn everything on the inside of you. They should bring you back to a time you should remember, just like the very first day. Glory to God. I don't know. If we're ready, church, I, I know some of us are, but I think a lot more have to catch up. Uh, I would do, closing out, everything I possibly know how to do times 10 every single day and close that gap and catch up to where you need to be in Bible prophecy. The day's coming. Jesus is coming back. Make no excuse about it. Don't be deceived about it. He's coming. He's coming in a twinkling of an eye. Some will be ready. Some won't be ready. Those who are, who are, who are, are prepared and ready will be Greek word harpazo taken away. Others will stand by in tears and agony uh, saying he was right. I used to know that. How Can I go? Can I come? And you're not going to have access because you refused to present yourself, to prepare yourself for the very day we're living in. The world doesn't matter. Everything in the world. Don't fall in love with the objects of the world. Uh, it's going to burn up. It's not going to, it has no holding, no staying power. Fall in love with Jesus every single day. Well, God bless you. I love you. Hey, get here tomorrow night. I might start talking about familiar spirits, uh, demon spirits that oppose the present day in which we are living. Until next time, I love you. I thank God for you. I pray you prepare, catch up, get ready uh, for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you.